Hey, y'all. It is Merritt here and Kevin with Manly Musings. Episode three. Um, we're going to really dive right into this one tonight. It is all about the list. That is it. We all know what this list is. It's a top 75 from NBA. Reactions, well, all that fun stuff. Well, also, you mean top 76 because, you know, the list ended up getting a 76th person because there was a tie. So, Oh, yeah. True, yes. true, true. The list. But well, we, we are going to discuss that real quick. We're not going to dive too deep into who's on it already, blah, blah, blah. We're going to go with our top 12 for each of us on who should be the next on the list and kind of go through that tonight. Uh, any surprises that we see. But of course, we're always going to start with the weekly sports update. Big thing. I got to say it. West Virginia finally won a damn football game. Let's wow. go, guys. Like, oh, my goodness. I didn't watch any of the game. I was busy. I was out with friends and stuff. So I didn't watch any of it. And thank God they figure out what to do. I still don't want Dodge as Doge as our quarterback, but that's here or there. Um, looking at their schedule, they can win two more easily. Mm. It's going to be tough. They got Texas, Oklahoma State. Yeah, that's going to be. I Iowa State the win this was, weekend is going to be big. If they can yes. pull off that upset, I, I will say, okay, we get a bowl. And yeah, you know I, I'll, I'll be happy. Yeah, I will take a bowl. I mean, honestly, the way this team has been performing, I would really just want to see them. I want to see them continue to progress. Yeah, We got a bowl game last year. I think we ended, what, six and seven? Uh, seven and six no we, we won it we we won against army last year because that was the still um both stills brothers last game or the older ones last yeah. game i don't remember what we ended the record with i was it i think it was six we were, wins we i thought we had seven wins last year because we we played our full, i think we played our full conference schedule because um, remember we had a couple of them canceled right we COVID. had we had the early games canceled so yeah, maybe so I, maybe we're six and six. I don't, I can't remember off the yeah, top of my head. Honestly, I just want to see them to continuously progress. Um, that would be, when, you, when you watch a football team with that has a new coaching staff, we're currently year three with the Neil Brown regime. We want to see progression. Yeah. Um, and, so if this win against TCU is what gets us started, I think that would be very very ideal, and I think the fan base will be excited. They needed to win this week. If they didn't win this week, I would have a hard time, you know, I would have a hard time as a fan really believing that I should show up to that Iowa State game because, you know, I've just been proven time and time again that it's just you can really get crushed or, you know, have a heartbreaking loss. But I'm, I'm glad to see the team is still fighting. Shout out to them finally giving Letty Brown the ball more. Oh my uh, gosh! Give him, get get that guy the ball every yeah, damn that's play. That's what I don't, I don't understand. Those just give him in. the ball and let him work, and then when he gets his work in, then you notice the passing game starts to flourish a little bit more. So if they can continue that, I will be a happy camper. All right, so we ended the year six and four. We had yeah six and four. Oklahoma game was postponed due to COVID, and then two weeks later was canceled due to COVID. So we did not play Oklahoma last year. Mm. Thank God. We probably would have gotten smoked. Probably. Holy crap. That was a good Oklahoma, Oklahoma team. All right, let's, let's jump into the next thing. Um, NBA 
first week for, first full weekend we, there's some uh high scoring uh games going on a lot of overtimes already yes. um my celtics are one and two uh, actually no they're my two knicks. and two they won last night so okay. they're two and two um, my, knicks, my knicks are two and one and i don't remember what my lakers are but i i would say my lakers are having a little bit of trouble right now Mellow but, looks good. Mellow, Mellow, Mellow is uh, looking oh my goodness. pretty Top damn good nine. out there. He's now ninth overall in the NBA scoring leaders, which is fantastic. Uh, he's looking good. Honestly, the sooner he looks good, the better it is for the Lakers. Yeah. But one of the things I'll definitely say very surprising right now and very exciting is that Charlotte Hornets team. Dude, we they're, beat them last night. They, they look but good. But they're a fun team to watch. The one thing I would have to say is if LaMelo can keep himself out of foul trouble, it some stupid fouls throughout that game on him, and it just hurt their team down the end. The last play of – second to last play of the, of the uh, fourth quarter, he comes out, smarts on him. You, you don't throw the ball to anybody that Marcus Smart's guarding. I think everyone in the NBA and who watches knows – don't do that. He's going to try to get the ball. He's going to get in your face. He got his hand in there. They stole the ball. Whatever. The play goes on. They call a timeout. And, of course, the Celtics do the same thing the Hornets do and basically almost turn the ball over and game goes over time. And everyone's talking about the Jalen Brown dunk on Miles Bridges. He made Miles Bridges fall. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was beautiful. Two-hand off two feet, one hand jam, and it was beautiful. Um, but yeah, NBA is back. Bulls look really good. Yes, um, that's it's, it's early. It it's is early. Um, but the, if you look at the team, you know you have Demar Derozan, proven scorer, Nikola Vucevic, who is a proven big man that can oh, stretch can, to the floor, yeah, get you rebounds. Good. Zach Levine. I mean, the, the guy is a freaking nature athlete. And then Lonzo Lamar. Ball who yeah. is just really balling out right now, just passing the ball well, you know, dishing it to who he needs to get the ball to. And, yeah, honestly, it would be nice to see the Chicago Bulls, you know, up climb the Eastern Conference ladder. I mean, it would be nice to see them back in the playoffs. You know, the NBA is a good time and a great to watch when you have your – I hate to say it like this, but when those bigger cities are 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 in play, the NBA is a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I think it's just everybody pays more attention. Like, no offense to Oklahoma City and other small market teams, but let's be honest. Everyone's going to watch the Knicks. Some reason the Nets because of who's on the team, really. That's about it. They're going to watch the Celtics. They, they want to Celt- see the Lakers. Lakers. I don't even know. The Heat. I don't even know if people want to watch the Clippers like that. That's just, I mean, the Clippers, they'll forever be the little know, brother, the little brother, the Lakers. I mean, I went to a game uh, two years ago and I, it was just, you number one, you can tell the fan different. The fans are different. Oh yeah. The, the atmosphere is completely different. Um, Like you're in Hollywood when you're at a Lakers show. And then when you're at a Clippers game, it's like, it's like your normal, family mom and pop type game are you are you at like disney (laughs) yeah like i almost feel like i'm more no uh i don't know that's actually a very interesting way to compare it i think the way i look at it is like the lakers aren't you would take you're gonna take somebody to lakers if you're like out of town a tourist 
Mm-hmm. The Clippers are going to be your local fans, like uh, the ones that yeah. hang out at, that live in LA. Though that's a game you're going to more be inclined to see the Clippers play, just because of everything is just much more affordable, much more family friendly. Whereas the Lakers, they're Showtime. Yeah, yeah, they they've they've got the name, so and they got the pristine. That's what um, else we got next? We got the whole craziness with the Tom Brady 600 touchdown football. Um, I thought it was hysterical that Mike Evans was like, oh, shit, I gave that away. All right, we all got to go get that. And everyone's kind of making a big deal about how, what this guy got. He's a fan, first off. What's he going to do with that football? Just going to keep hold on to it? Okay, cool. Brady's going to get another football. He's going to 601. Whatever. Don't doesn't matter. And then they're like, oh, well, he only got like a T-shirt and it. I was like. He looked through what he got, signed two signed Brady jerseys, a helmet, Mike Evans signed jersey, game worn cleats from Mike Evans. Um, I believe he got like a thousand dollar voucher to the team store. Yep, thousand dollar credit to the team store. Season tickets for the rest of this year, season tickets for next year. Plus, Tom Brady came out last night on the Eli Payton show saying he will give him one of his bitcoins. So we all know what bitcoin's worth. It's $65,000. Yeah, I think this guy made off like a fucking bandit. Yeah, I mean. For a football. For a football that cost them 20 bucks to make. I mean, I guess for the symbolism of him throwing that 600th career touchdown. And I guess it's because, you know, who knows if we're ever going to see a quarterback do that again. Right. That's the biggest Um, thing. Like that ball is going to Canton. Like, yeah, we all know it. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, when I saw it, I was like, "Wow, I'm, that is a lot." But I think, I think it was a fair trade because it was either you're gonna give him, because if you think about the value worth of all that, it's probably what he probably could have gotten, maybe a little bit more, if he were to sell that football on his own. Yeah, I I totally agree with you on that one. Um, I don't, and from the sounds of the fans, like, I'm not going to sell it. I just wanted to play around. Yeah, you just, with Brady. I mean, it's like, yeah, bro, that's, hey, cool. Good for you. Like, I would, I would have taken like a, the special day on the field with Tom Brady just to hang out and chop it up with him. You want the I, football back? Let me get a, a, a day with Tom Brady, throwing the football with him on the field and maybe a picture and an autograph. And then I call it a freaking day, but he made out, he got himself and season passes for the rest of this oh, year, yeah. next year. I mean, Hey, if the Tampa Bay, what the Tampa Bay was willing to do whatever it took, shout out to them. Good for them. They had the money. Let's be honest. They just want a super bowl and hundred percent. hundred percent. All right. So let's, let's dive into what we're really talking about. Like I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, it's about this top 76 technically uh players that the nba thinks uh who's all played of all time 76 players uh it's a very interesting list it's a mix of old 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 school players plus a few newer school players um that are have you there. have you read through the whole list man i have i have it pulled nice. up here too just in case yep. we, you know i I guess so my not- initial thoughts when I saw this list was number one, I do appreciate them not taking off anybody from the 50th anniversary. 
Yeah. Um, I think that's very respectful on their part because they understood that at that time, those people in the past at that time were probably were, were, were killing the game at what they did. You know, a lot of people would talk about, you know, why are people like Bob Pettit and uh Kevin Arizon? Hold on, did I get that name right? I don't think I even got the name right. Paul Paul Arizon. Paul Arizon. I'm sorry. Paul Arizon. You know, they talk about like why are all these guys on here? I don't think, you know, I don't think they deserve, but at the same time, like a how Greer, but those guys really, really killed it in their era. I well, had they, a young... they created like yeah. the jump shot, these other things. Yes. I'm like, I'm like looking at it. I'm like, I don't even know these names. I'm reading. I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. This makes sense why they're still on this list. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the biggest one to me, and I guess I'm going to jump down to the surprise mm-hmm. who's on this list. And I'm going to get a lot of flack for this. Whoever okay. hears it, say whatever you want. I love this player. I think he's phenomenal. His heart is in the right direction with his team. He's not somebody that's going to jump ship like 95% of the other NBA players out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to be surprised about Dame Lillard, though. I, you know, I'm not going to, you know, what I'm going to say he is probably one of the guys that I was really shocked that was on the list. I was shocked um, with him. And I won't lie, either Giannis or Anthony Davis, like all three of those players, phenomenal. Do not get me wrong. I think Giannis is great. He can't shoot worth for shit. He literally doesn't have any shot outside of now you're in a foul shot. It takes him 20 seconds to shoot that. Well, well, remember with Giannis, Giannis, he just grew into just this massive, absolute beast player that is a defensive stopper. And now he's, He's learning. If you remember when he came into the league, he was just this little skinny twig player. No, and now he's developed. Into the Celtics took Kelly star. Olenek. Yeah. Over, over him. Him. I know. Because and they then, didn't think he could play in the NBA. Yeah. And then I also believe for when to go back to Dame, if we really think about it, if think about it this way, if Dame didn't hit that shot to or win that Paul playoff, George. yeah. Off the, win that playoff series. I am not 100% sure that we would be talking about him being on this list. No, I don't I don't think so either. He he is a phenomenal basketball player. He is He's one of my favorites for yeah, sure. I, I love watching him. I, I think his game is a pure sense of basketball. Um doesn't he's not like super flashy. You know, he he's got his game time whatever he does. Um mm-hmm. but really at the end of the day he's just a good genuine human being that is really damn good at basketball. I don't think he deserves to be on that list, though. I think he falls in Tough. your next, your next kind of the next 24, 10. 25. Yeah, like somewhere in that range. Um, do I think he's above like Luca and Trey and a few other those guys? Yes, 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 I do. Mm-hmm. But he's not above some guys that got left off this list. Yeah, um, I did, there's some definitely in which you guys, uh, whoever will be listening, hope you will be listening. Um, you'll definitely see some names on this list that you would be surprised and go, Hmm, very, very interesting. All right. So who is your biggest surprise? Who do you think is your biggest surprise of this whole list? So Dan was one of them. Yeah. I also thought Anthony Davis was another one. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, there's a couple other ones that I 
kind of looked at, I'm like, Russell Westbrook, you know, he yeah. doesn't have that title yet, but at the same time, I, I get his scoring. I get, um, I get the averaging a triple-double for, like, the past yeah. four seasons. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's, that's a, pretty that's tough something. to do. That's yeah. tough to do. But, you know, there's a lot of names that I love to be seen on this list, and the one that I know I definitely appreciate that he got left off of the 50, Dominique Wilkins. Yeah. Good to see him. I, I still don't understand how he didn't make the first list which is mind-boggling in my opinion i don't i don't know and it would be i would love for the nba not to just be like here's our 75 team rank them i want to see what the nba thinks rank these players one through 75 i want to see what the nba thinks because let's be honest majority of people that have grown up watching basketball every genre every age group is going to be probably a little different Yes. But for the most part, anyone from the 80s all the way through the early 2000s understands there is one player and one player only to ever be called the GOAT and be put up at that number one spot. Yes. That's Michael Jordan. I, and, then, it, and it's very interesting because I know like so many people, would so many people would probably want LeBron. You know, you have a lot of Kobe lovers that probably would want Kobe up there. Then you have the people probably up northeast that no understand that Larry Bird and Bill Russell. See, I would Celtics put, rule all. I out would here. put Bill Russell in the top five. I think Larry Bird falls in the top ten. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're these transcending stars. To me, Michael Jordan is the reason you have a Kobe Bryant, the reason you have a Michael, uh, a LeBron James, and the reason you have some of these other players because he transcended this game of basketball through so many different individuals for sure um, this is a this is a total conversation for another podcast oh, yeah. another episode we'll, we'll which we, we will get we'll dive into that now we'll probably when we start bringing on some guests so we can have some lovely heated oh, educational discussions but i don't know how educational we, it'll be i know I, I agree but our shall friends we are very opinionated rock it out and All right, let's... so i guess we'll just go back and forth with yeah you give me your name i'll give you my first name and we're just gonna keep going back and forth for All this right. list so All go right. ahead Mary. you have the number one pick so i started off with a guy who at first i was like ah no i'm not surprised he's not on the top 75 players you know he's good but he's really become a role player in the past five six years um, hasn't lived up to his hype since he has kind of moved through 10 different teams at this point, it feels like. Um, but really diving in, I got to go with Dwight Howard. Um, kind of thinking about it today, he is literally the only big man since Shaq to carry his franchise through to like an NBA finals type level. Yeah, I know Shaq did not carry ma- the magic to the actual finals. He teamed up with Kobe and all that and was able to get through, teamed up with Wade and LeBron. But Dwight took the magic by himself. By himself with yeah. um, Jameer Nelson and he, um, Turkaloo, like guys who are decent players, but not great, and made that team fun to watch just because you wanted to see him break the backboard and do all these yeah, things. Yeah, he's but he's a defensive yeah. beast. Mm-hmm. I think I, I just I could see them taking out Dame Lillard and putting in Dwight Howard. That would mm. be a I think to me an equal trade-off. 
or one of the, or Anthony Davis, like you and I have talked about already. So it's uh, it's definitely Dwight Howard was definitely one of my guys that I first thought of. I was like, man, wow. Dwight Howard didn't make this team. And if you just remember, like, I remember watching first take and Kendrick Perkins was talking about, it seems that everybody forgot about this monster who was in Orlando dominating and we were questioning who was the better player in the NBA and who was the best player. Was it him or was it LeBron James and all those defensive player of the year awards, all first NBA defensive teams. He has a ring now, so we can't talk about him not having a ring, but he was such a dominant center. If he didn't get injured, I think he would have made it. And I I was listening to another podcast because I was trying to do my research for this thing to make sure I knew what I was talking about so people don't look at me crazy. But, Mary, what do you think about this? If Dwight Howard would have retired when he first got injured in 2016, I almost think he's a shoe-in for the list if he didn't go travel. With his resume that he had right where he was at 2016 when he got injured and before when he went to Houston. Yeah, I... I think he would probably probably been included on that list. I think so. For the body think, of work he had. I think they they take into effect that really the past, what, three, four years, he has been more of a role player. Mm-hmm. He went to the Charlotte Hornets and was nothing for them. He was in Philly last year. I don't understand that. He was on the Lakers twice. Three times. Yes, this is his third time on the Lakers. Third time. And he's about ready to kill Anthony Davis. It looks like so that'll be interesting. Yes. Um, but yeah, that it's he was one of those guys like you love to hate him for sure. Like, but he just had that bubbly, stupid personality. Yeah. Um, and now I think he's sure. a kind of a weirdo with his dreadlock, short dreadlocks, and like pink <laughs> hair that's in there. But hey, teach their own. They, anyone can do whatever you want. Dress way, whatever. But like I just remember him like coming out of the phone booth wearing the the, the uh, Superman cape and be like I'm Superman and be like oh Shaq is gonna kill him <laughs> Shaq's gonna kill that motherfucker I'm like oh shit it. all right so all right. my my, my first you. pick yes. I don't agree with this one I there's a lot sorry 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 about uh our long rant on Dwight Howard but here's my thing so when I was trying to come up for my list. You took a bunch of my players that I wanted wanted to do. But so I wanted to use this list as we have 24 different players that would make up the next 24 that would be the NBA 100. Mm -hmm. So my personal pick for what what was left over was I did go with, which is Clay Thompson, who has been everyone's uh, pick for that should have been on the 75. Y'all understand, he's one half of the Splash Brothers. and He is probably one of the best shooters in the NBA right now. Top defender. He's got three rings. I know he's got injured right now, but you can't deny that he shouldn't be on this list. He's got the rings. He's got the championships. He's got the skill around it. He should be on the next one coming up on this next list. I will say that he is in the top 100. I will never say he's a top 75 player. No, I do not. I like Clay Thompson, but let's be honest. If he's not on golden state, 
he's not on this list that we're talking about right now. I don't think he is a guy that can carry a franchise. I don't think he's a guy that without someone else being able to make, you know, some type of shot or move the ball or take a lot of the defenders away from him. Okay. That he is somebody that could do that. Um, that's not saying that I don't think he's got a great game or anything along those lines. I think he does. He set the record in for how many threes in one half or one quarter a couple of years ago before he destroyed his Achilles and destroyed his ACL and redid all that again. We'll see um, what happens. I mean, it'll be interesting things, of year. course, it's a very projective because, you know, it's we who knows if he breaks his leg again, then that's pretty could be the end of him. But, you know, you can't. You can't take away the resume. You can't take away the chips. You nope, can't take you away can't. the titles. So that is I, my first pick that I have. Merit, who do we got next? I went with Kobe's best friend uh, and Paul Gasol. It's a great choice. I was, Absolute great choice. You, you know, like I've, I've looked through my list. I looked through our list and I'm going, man, there's some people on these lists that we've created and probably hundreds of thousands of other people have created since they dropped the names on Friday of why Pa is one of the best players, best international players to touch the NBA court. I would say only behind Yao Ming and Dirk, just because the sensation of Yao Ming of actually coming to from China to play in the NBA. Um, but Pa's pedigree is amazing. This guy came in, played in Memphis and carried a Memphis franchise for as long as he could on his shoulders as a, what, 20-year-old? And yeah, they just moved. I don't even know if they were in Memphis yet, if they were in Vancouver still, but, like, either way. I think his first years were his first years were Memphis because Memphis. Okay. that same year remember. is the him and Shane Battier started together. Yeah. Oh, that was God. an infamous draft. Like, they both – because I think Memphis traded up with the Hawks to get that third pick, they yeah. did all these bunch of picks, and then they still had number five, which they got Battier, if I remember that correctly. I think it was Who the heck in their right mind would take Battier in the fifth pick? Hey, that's Duke, your own. Oh, Duke, God. yeah, Duke basketball was its own animal, but continue on. I love yeah. Pal. Pal, Pal, Pal Gasol. Like, when I saw your list and you saw Pal, I was like, yo. It's a great pick. And I Low, hate underrated him because, big man. I know you're a Celtics fan. Because of being a Celtics it. fan. But, like, I respect him. I loved his game. Like, he had the beautiful, like, step back, nice little baseline jumper. And the big man could move. He could yes. kind of weave and dodge through guys. And I loved watching him in the, in the Olympics and seeing him play for Spain with his brother one more time. He's 42 years old chopping it out there with guys that are half his age at that point. Like the bro is coming out and doing what he can for his nation. And I also put him on the list because of everything he's done since the passing of Kobe with his whole family of his daughters uh, named Gianna because of what happened. So I give him mad respect. I think if the NBA could redo this list, you really could take any of these guys on this list, but I, I really think Pa is one of the most deserving to be on it. Nice. Nice. The great pick. So uh, I'll follow up my, my second pick that I have. And my second pick was, you mentioned him already. Yao Ming. Uh, 
I know a lot of people are going to say, you know, Kevin, yeah, was always hurt. You know, he was, you know, he didn't have a long career, but at the same time, I don't think people realize how big he made the NBA. Him being from China and getting that extra exposure, like the amount of people that watch NBA overseas, most of that is due to Yao joining the NBA. Let's not, let's not, let's be real for a second. When that man was healthy, he was a double-double every night, crushing it. He was a fan favorite. You know, I almost look at him, he's like one of those like global ambassadors for the game. And just for that, I think he should be on the list. You, you know, you have people that were on that 75 that changed the game. Yao essentially changed the game by just being who he was. Like We went international, thanks to Yao. And if he would have had just one ring, he would have been an automatic shoe-in yeah. for the 75th list. Yeah, he, That was the only thing he didn't have. He's a phenomenal individual. The stories you hear about him, I love the Shaq story where Shaq is like talking trash to him and because he doesn't understand English. And all of a sudden, Yao says something in English to him. And he's like, wait, what? You've been messing with me for like two years? <laughs> it's great. And he was a phenomenal player. It was horrible that his foot could never heal correctly. It was basically like he had Kevin, Kevin McHale feet where broke his foot and it, that's done. Um, but, you know, that size, that weight, definitely – it's tough. tough. It is tough. Think about all the people that were that tall. They didn't have long careers. The Manute nope. Bowles, the George Marisons, Sean Bradleys. They didn't have those type of careers. It's just they're, they're just Sean Bradley didn't of, really have much of a career besides being dunked on. No, I hear you. But at the same time, like the, the that height and them having to run up and down 94 feet, it's yeah. just not meant they're you just your body just can only handle so much. Yeah. All right, so we All are right, gonna keep the, we're gonna keep this international theme going on here. Um, I love this player just because of his tenacity and the simple fact he caught a bat barehanded during a game. <laughs> Manu Ginobili, man, Mister Argentina himself. Um, just he's one of the top three players probably in Spurs history, top four easily. Um, that big three with him, Duncan and Parker was just a thing of beauty to watch. Um, he plays the game of basketball truly in my definition, how it's supposed to be played. Yeah, Unselfish defensive so good. And just the ball movement, the passes like driving the lane. And it's all of a sudden he's looking at the hoop, but he's throwing it to his right or left. And it's like, how did you see that? Like I I'm watching the game on TV and I didn't even see that pass the passing lane be open. He was just something of like artistry to watch. And I loved it. Um, I would also forget that he did all this being on the bench first. He was barely a starter. He never started. I don't think he started his rookie year until like the near end. And then pop was like, okay, well, all right, we'll get you in there. And he lit it up. Yeah. And, and then he became, you know, you had the silent, assassin really in duncan you had tony parker mr flashy and then you had ginobili who is really a mix of kind of both he wasn't one that was going to be in your face and yelling at you but he was also the one that was going to be very aggressive 
and be right up there like, hey, I'm here just so you know, but you're not going to see me. Like that was his thing. And I loved it. I loved when they played, I think it was Harden was still on the Rockets and Ginobili came up behind him and just did the little block from behind. He got beat on the drive and Harden's trying to take a three and Ginobili just reaches over and goes, doop, mine. I'm like, uh, dude is 30 so something years old and just destroyed Harden. I love it. I mean, um, I also, he also sticks out to me. You know, he was one of those guys that really put USA basketball like on notice that like, hey, we're good overseas. You need to come with a team way more prepared than just stacking a bunch of scores on a squad. Yeah. Like he made that, he was part of that 04 Athens Olympic team that made the USA team look real silly. Him and and that Scola. USA team had some good players too. Yeah, they played the game of basketball. They didn't That's just score. They true. were 100%. Um, all right, so let's. Uh, it looks like we're keeping the international going. Yeah, we're here, we're, so. go, we're going Let, and going. Let's go I with mean, the main man here. This I've guy's... just been going with big man so far, so I'm gonna keep that up. Yep, uh, you guys can't see what Merritt is doing right now, but uh, if you wanted to know, unless we get video, then you'll see it. But the man with the finger wave and caused and made making NBA referees give technicals just because of it. The great Dikembe Mutombo. I mean, I was watching Inside the NBA when they released this list. I remember Ernie Johnson talk about, like, how the hell did we leave Dikembe Mutombo off this list? He's a game ambassador, another international player that has been given back to the game. And let's just be honest, he absolutely had an amazing career, too. You know, mm-hmm. one of the top defenders in the league top shot blocker uh i mean we can go on and on i know he played for a whole bunch of different teams i remember i got to watch him when he played for the nets which is really exciting so you know dikembe mutombo you're not on the 75 but i honestly think he should be a shoe-in for the nba 100 when that releases in the next 25 years oh 100 he was one of those guys that literally made blocking so much fun to watch and yes. the taunting afterwards. No, no, no. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I literally was like, oh, uh, like you don't get like a Rob Williams for the Celtics or, you know, some of these other decent shot blockers without them paying attention to how Matumbo did it. He had that yep. timing and oh, it, he didn't have negligible. to score. That was the thing. Like a lot of these guys like Dwight Howard. Yeah. He was a freak of nature. He could score. You know, there's other guys that are on that list that are on the top 75 that really weren't the best of scorers. They were great defenders. They were great NBA players. And like you said, Matumbo afterwards, he's the only, truly the only individual that has driven NBA Africa. Yes. Like, he has driven that so hard. You know, they've had games over there the past couple of years besides last year with COVID. Um, so hopefully they're able to bring that back this summer. I think that is a phenomenal thing that they do each year. Um, it's great because you're actually getting kids and more involved in the sport, getting them out of situations where they're from and giving them an opportunity to grow and give back. Um, but let's jump into. Yeah. Your next pick, sir. Our next person from the United States. <laughs> I, thoroughly, I thoroughly enjoy this name. And I will tell you the name that Merritt is going to say when we when they first initially 
release this NBA 75 list, the name that Merritt is about to say is the first person I thought of that I was like, oh, my God, how? So, Merritt, please let the people know. Mr. T-Mac, Tracy McGrady. Mm. Um, that guy was just a scorer. Like, and he had he had the athleticism of like a Kobe Bryant and could move like a Kobe, but he had that body type of say, I guess we'll go with a Luca now. Like Luca's really, really good. He's phenomenal. He's gonna continue growing it better. But like Tracy had that body type of the in-between where yeah. you didn't know what position he would play. He could play point guard, he played power forward. I don't think he ever played center once Yao got there, but he literally played all these positions in between, could score at will, could literally just do whatever he wanted on the basketball court. I was very shocked seeing the top 75 of, and him not on that. I'm like, he never won a ring. I think that's like kind of what it's I'm one noticing. Slide. Like that's it's what their biggest slide. slide is. And his team made it to the Western Conference Finals numerous times. But when you lose – someone else that averages a double double every night without doing anything and put it all on his shoulders. Yeah. It's going to be hard. Yeah. Like it's come on guys. Um, Like he, he was phenomenal. I, I don't understand the whole concept of changing things, especially we're going to talk about this guy in a little bit, but his cousin, Vince Carter, Vince sanity, the, that team in Toronto. Oh my God. So much fun to watch. Like that should never, that team should never have been broken up. That was a team that could have gone somewhere. Yeah. I just, Tracy McGrady wanted to show that he could do it on his own. And when money calls, money yep. talks out here. I'm a huge Tracy McGrady fan. He's probably one of my top five all time favorite players in the NBA ever. He was just a, a, a sight to watch. He knew how to score the ball. He knew how to move. And he was that 6'8 type of player where, you know, normally that height is usually trended towards, like, you're maybe like a power forward, small forward at the time. But he was a 6'8 who could be athletic, dunk on you, shoot over you, shoot around you. He did that. I remember that game when he was playing for Houston where he scored like the 10 points in like 10 seconds to like, Oh yeah. Win the game. Uh, but yeah, Trace McGrady, in my opinion, he's gotta be, in my opinion, if you're going for the next 10 after the 75, oh, McGrady is probably one of the first fives you're naming out of your mouth. Yeah. I, I would assume so. Um, but we're not the NBA. They're kind of in their own little world. Um, this guy that you have listed here, 100% shocked. Shocked yes. he's not on yes. that list. He is a phenomenal player that changed a lot of different concepts and just played with his head down and, and was amazing. So He was a take, scorer. Take it away because yes. he, he is from your Knicks. Yes. So. New York Knicks, one of the best ever. Uh, you know, if you're local around here, you guys know who he is. Bernard King. And I think, you know, he's a smaller guy, but he was a scorer. He was the epitome of a hard worker, which at the time, that's what Knicks wanted in their players. They want hard workers. They want scorers. 
I don't have his stats in front of me right now, but I just know I'll say this. If he didn't have his terrifying knee injury and he got injured during a time where, you know, nobody knew that like you could come back and play basketball after like a torn ACL and have properly recover. If he wasn't like nowadays with technology, Bernard King would be scoring all over these fools that are playing. Oh yeah, but, especially with how they foul, how they call fouls. Yeah. So. Oh, he's just your typical, like like you said, Merritt. Go get it, dig in, take it to the hoop, score it mid range, score it from the side. He is just an amazing player that doesn't get his due uh, nowadays. No, especially and and no offense to your next team, like that that franchise they don't seem to represent or show love to the former players as much as they're trying to get better. They are getting better. They're trying to get better. I I will give you that. Wasn't King the one that got kicked out? No, that's another person that's on your list later on. Oh yeah. That guy. Yeah, Bernard King actually does stuff for the Knicks. He does a lot of stuff for like ambassador work when it comes to like into the community. Last time I checked Bernard King, he's the guy. That's we gotta put some respect on his name out here, Merritt. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're doing. So yeah, shout out to Bernard King and Merritt. You mentioned this next fella that it, you picked on this list. Uh, I think there's nothing else that can be said about this gentleman. Also, I'm gonna let you take it away since you are a UNC fan. Also, Insanity. Um, if anyone doesn't know who Vinsanity is, please look him up. He was playing basketball up until two years ago and still dunking on fools at 42 years old. Vince Carter came into the league with the athleticism more than any other player I've ever seen. He is probably the freak athlete that you wish you could combine in some of these young players. Like all these young players are great to watch. Like I watched Caleb Green the other night for the Houston Rockets. Hold, I kick him play and he's going to be real good. But like Vince Carter athleticism is like steps above that. He was coming out and just soaring over guys. And he was a face of a franchise. He made Toronto. He truly made Toronto at Basketball City. He put Toronto on the map. And kids in Canada, instead of going to play hockey, they, they wanted to go basketball. play basketball because of Vince. His jersey, that Raptors jersey with the Raptor on it, which is a baller basketball jersey. I wish they brought it that is. back. Me too. Um, is probably one of the highest selling jerseys behind Michael Jordan and Kobe and probably LeBron James at this point in time. Like that Jersey is just iconic to basketball lore. Um, And if no one's seen it, go watch. What is it? 2000, 2001 dunk contest where he puts it between his legs and he's hanging, he's honey dipping. Like that was something when I was a kid, I was going, I want to do that. I'm going the basketball hoop. I'm doing honey dips. I'm doing between the legs. I'm like, this is fun. And I'm a little fat white kid doing this. Like, cool. <laughs> now, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Vince. I got to watch him play when he was on the on nets. The net. oh, yeah. And Vince just, he, he was just so good. I, that I just wish we just couldn't get the nets. Couldn't get over the hump against those bat, the, the newly sort of bad boy pistons. Uh, for the early two thousands era, yeah, we just couldn't get over the hump. Yeah, if, we, I, if they, if he, like, he's another one of those players, and we're probably going to be saying this over and over on the podcast. 
apologize if I sound like a recorder, but if you gave him at least one or two rings, he's not even on this list that we're talking about. He's on the top 75 easily. Easily. I think he is a top. I think he gets, you know, like we were saying with Bernard and McGrady, I think those are those guys that you say, those are your next five to 10 players that are on that list when they come out again. I, I, I definitely love this player. I wish he had a better, like a longer career. I do not agree that he should be in the top this. I, I don't think he's this far up. I think he's further down on our list. I think personally, mm-hmm. okay. Because he jumped ship and joined a big three and all that crap. Okay. Um, okay. I, I do love this guy. So I'll let you take it away. He is another Toronto Raptor yes, legend. So absolutely. I mean, so my next person that I have on my list is Chris Bosch. Uh, also known as the, the big, the heat, the third portion of the heatles that wasn't included. Uh, I, you know, I mean, I remember when I was a kid and I watched this 2003 draft. I had a draft party for my birthday because my the NBA draft was actually on my birthday this year. And I remember there was LeBron, you had Darko, you had Carmelo, and right after you had Chris Bosch from Georgia Tech. I mean, he could score it, he could rebound it. He was one of those guys that started to really create the stretch four. Left hand, left hand shooter. I mean. You know, I don't think people really give him enough props because he had to sacrifice the most. You know, he went from being the number one option in Toronto to pretty much he was playing third fiddle to D-Wade and LeBron. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, really, really solid player. It sucks that his career ended the way it did because I think you could make a case if he continued to play on and he didn't have the health concerns with him. He's very possible. He could, he wouldn't have made it on our next 20. Yeah. I think I would agree with that. I just, I thoroughly dislike that heat team. Um, I mean, I think everybody who grew up in that time during that time, if you were around 2010 and you watched that debacle ESPN had of the decision, Everybody hated the Miami Heat. Like I'll be honest, I hated the Miami 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 Heat that first year too. But at the end of the oh, day, I hated them the whole time. I I mean I, no, I mean I wanted them at least to win one. I wanted LeBron to get his due. I wanted LeBron James to go winless. I never wanted to see him win a ring. Just because I I just I think he's a phenomenal. I love him as a human being. I think mm-hmm. phenomenal human being. Like what he's done off the court and all that. Um, besides redoing space jam which should never have been touched uh, but that's another subject for another day uh <laughs> but, but like but i'll tell say it like this though remember so like a lot of the guys that we talk about that on the nba 75 they changed the game true he did change the changing game. the game all of those guys chris bosh is a part of it he changed the game from going from oh the perception I have to win it by myself. Nah, man, I'm going to go pretend I'm on the Olympics and I'm going to win it with my friends. Yeah. So I can't, 
I can't knock them for that. If people wanted to, if people want to win, they got to win. That's true. I'll give you that. I just yes. personally don't like them. But so speaking of threes, you know, the next person that is on this list of yours, I am, I do, a, I'm a big fan of this name very well. He, uh, I know he's part of your neck of the woods. So you go ahead. I'm going to let you take it from here, sir. My next three picks are all Celtics. Let's just be straightforward with this. <laughs> it is not because like I am a true Celtics fan, but like I truly believe these guys should have been on this list. Like they are, they've changed part of the game. DJ. Anyone doesn't know that it's Dennis Johnson. Dennis he Johnson, played with guy. Larry Bird, McHale. Perry. Like he played with this squad that went out there and went against the Mad Boy Pistons. Went against the young buck of Michael Jordan in the late '80s. He's the reason that they beat the Pistons. They everyone remembers the steal that mm-hmm. Isaiah Thomas throws to Bird. They don't remember the next part of that play. Bird's falling out of bounds and throws it. Who gets it? It's DJ. He's the one that scores that point. He was the guy that was defending these players. I think the NBA messed up. Like, granted, the Celtics have about 30% of the top 75. I'm pretty sure <laughs> it's pretty close yeah. to like 30 to 40%. Um, but Dennis Johnson was a glue guy on this team. One of the better defensive players. One of the really good scorers as well for those Celtics teams as I guess you could almost say he was like the third to fourth option. You know, Larry Bird's going to take all your shots. Like Larry Bird was one of the best shooters in the game. Um, But Dennis was also a phenomenal shooter. I I love watching the old school tapes of that team Um, and everything ran through him. He was the point guard. He made it run. Dennis Johnson was a bad man. Rest in peace to Dennis Johnson. Yeah. Uh, I, but I, yeah, I would agree with you on that one. Can't, you can't, you know, miss. Yeah, you're right. A lot of people do forget about that portion of the play, the steal. Larry Bird is throwing that to Dennis Johnson for the layup. And that, DJ that sealed it. Carried, yeah. the, carried that Celtics team along with Bird and the rest of the crew there. Yeah. I, I love this man that you have on your next pick. I, phenomenal player career destroyed because of horrible injuries um like i like we've said with all these other guys if he has at least one ring and doesn't get injured like he did he's on the top 75 easily yeah 100 and that person is grant hill um when i was trying to do my research for this you know i i think a lot of so there's so many different perceptions and i wanted to kind of include them you know, we talk about peak in their careers. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody could touch Grant Hill when he was on the Pistons. He was absolutely phenomenal. An absolute star. Absolute, you know, scoring machine. Can you imagine if him and Tracy McGrady literally... Like if they, if they were both on the magic at the same time and they were actually able to play together at their best like time and best form and best health, they oh would have been the most nastiest duo. And think about this one. If Grand Hill, so Grand Hill signed with the magic. If Tim Duncan would have left San Antonio to go play with Grant Hill 
and a young and up and coming Tracy McGrady. My God, we would be talking about how amazing the Orlando Magic is right now. That's true. Instead of them talking about how much they failed when they let Shaq get away. But my goodness. Yeah, Grant Hill, huge fan. You know, obviously his injuries derailed his career a little bit, got revived a little bit when he went to the Phoenix Suns because of their great health staff over there in Phoenix. But yeah, you know, I said it, like I said it before, you give him a ring, he's not even on this list right now. Yeah, I agree. I I loved um, Grant as a player. It was just phenomenal to watch. He was a lanky, um, I guess, if you want to think of him as a a player from this generation, I almost would say Batum, but better, a much better version of Nicholas Batum, but same body type. Yes. Tall, lanky, can shoot, but can drive. Like, he was one of those types of players. Um, And it was just sad to see him never return to form after all those ankle injuries, after all the, sh- the knee injuries. And it's Ugh. like those small little things derailed everything that he was fighting for. And then of course the Pistons, like a couple years after he's gone, go and win everything. It's like, Oh yeah. It's just so worst. defeating. Um, yes. All right. Yeah. So this next person on your list, you know, you went real old school on us here mm-hmm. going with your Celtics. I'm going to let you go ahead and introduce this fella. I wish I could have seen more tapes of this guy, um, but Jojo White, a phenomenal Celtics player, played right when Bill Russell was retiring, so late 60s, early 70s. You know, he was really the face after Sam Jones, who's on the top 75. Sam Jones is a damn good basketball player. Jojo Mm -hmm. White is a damn good basketball player um if none of you guys have seen glory road he is in glory road he plays for the university of kentucky in that movie in that national championship that's where he played um really i didn't yeah. know that yeah i, I do I love it. that movie glory road which I, is probably I, gonna be another topic of discussion for another day but yeah, yeah but that's he, awesome i didn't know that he came in he he just duked it out. He was one of those guys that didn't back down. He scored at will. He was able to get around guys was, you know, that time that was when the Celtics kind of burnt out a little bit. You know, you had won 11 championships with Bill Russell. So it's (laughs) like, Oh, you're on a pedestal. Well, Bill Russell's retiring. He's not coming back to the organization. He kind of gave the middle finger to the Celtics and rightfully so. Um, and then Sam Jones is retiring and kind of putting it all on Jojo and Jojo stepped up. They didn't play well first because he didn't have anyone else around him, but slowly got better and better. He's got a couple of rings. Um, his numbers retired. Granted, everyone's everybody's number is retired in Boston. In Boston. They're not going to have any more numbers. They're going to need three digit numbers. I know they're, they're, they're retiring Kevin Garnett, which if they get retire Garnett, they retire a Ray Allen, but that's for another day. Um, you know, Jojo, just like DJ, like we mentioned prior has passed away. Um, but definitely one of those Celtic legends and Celtic great that to me should have made that list. Hmm. All right, let's, let's jump to you. Um, you got, so this one, I, 
I literally forgotten who this guy was until I saw the name. I'm going, oh, good pick. Yeah. Again, I, I like the pick. Another person where you kind of go, huh, he didn't make that list? Yeah. Yeah, so my next pick are so – I have to say, Mary, I'm very, very impressed. We are just cruising through this right now. Um, I don't know how long this will end up being, but we're going through it. So my seventh pick, I actually have Alex English, shooting guard from the Denver Nuggets. Another old school player, you know, he's constantly being left off. I get it's probably because, you know, maybe lack of like accolades, but the guy can score. If anybody knew the Denver Nuggets, it would be you know, of Alex English with those rainbow uniforms that they the Nuggets used to wear back in the day that were like blue and yellow with the love state, those love those in line is rainbow. I mean, yeah, I love those too, but yeah, I mean, I I don't think you can deny how much he was a pure scorer at his time, and it's a shame because you know what they say sometimes people just get left off lists. You know, Alex English is always one of those guys that's for some reason always left off. But wow, when going through my selections, I just remember thinking, you know what? They they he's got to make it on somewhere. Maybe he's not top 75, but when the hundred comes out in the next 20 some odd years, I think Alex English's name should be on this one. Dude, I'm I'm reading about Alex English because it's been a while since I've seen the name. He is when he left the Nuggets, what back in looks like he finished his career with the Nuggets in at the end of the, the 80s. So 1990 was his last yeah. year with him. He held, let's see, the scoring, where was it? Oh, um, Every team record, including po- most career points, assists, games, minutes in a Nugget uniform. And also it was a career scoring average of 26 points a game. Um, Absolute stuff. His jersey was retired in 1992. As of 2019, he English career of 25,613 points is 19th all time. And guess what? 18 of those guys ahead of him, I'm pretty sure are on that dang list. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. NBA, fix your criteria. Well, remember, it's not the NBA. It's a bunch of media who is voting for this, and it's all based off perception. I think uh, – I know – I I believe Stephen A. Smith had a, a – Why do uh, they vote. ever let that man vote for anything? I don't know. I think he had one. I know somebody on ESPN who I was following, Zach Lowe, had one. Zach Lowe uh, knows his shit. I've tried to figure out. Oh, Mike Wilbon had one. There was a bunch of people that had one. But, you know, it's just – it takes took forever. I think Kendrick Perkins even had one because he worked for ESPN. And he said oh it took God. him six hours. But – and I know – what's it called? Mike Wilbon said it took him about two weeks because he couldn't figure it out. Yeah, because those but, guys actually know what they're talking about. I'm sorry, yes. Kendrick Perkins is just – I don't even know. Um, <laughs> I digress. Right, so we're going to pick number eight for you. So, uh, you have yeah. a person – I'll be honest, I am I'm. I know he, you just said he's a Celtic. I'll be honest, I don't know much about him, so I'm going to forego my speaking for you, sir. So not many people will. Um, he – Reggie Lewis – um, 
he his number 35 is retired in the rafters so it was a big deal a few years ago when KD was in free agency um Reggie Lewis's mother actually came out and said that she would let uh KD wear his jersey number um for those of you that don't know who Reggie Lewis was he was coming in late 80s early 90s uh kind of taking the torch from um Larry Bird and McHale and Parrish to move the Celtics franchise into a new direction uh, to continue the dominance that they had at that time. A freak athlete could score as well or even better than Michael Jordan at that time. Um, You know, you were going to team him up with Len Bias. No one knows who Len Bias is. Len Len Bias is probably one of the best basketball players never played in the NBA because he decided to do some cocaine and the night of the NBA draft and died. So he overdosed on that. Um, but Reggie Lewis had a three, four year career with the Celtics. He had the same heart situation that Jeff Green had. Um, but the only difference was is about 20, 20, 20-ish years of technology and, and change um, being able to save Jeff Green's life. Reggie was on the practice court when he collapsed and died. Um, it was very tragic. It's not the way you ever want an NBA player to go out. Um, but in my mind, Reggie was just one of those guys that was going to change a franchise and kind of take them out of that rust that they were in from the early 90s. Because let's be honest, the Celtics were really decimated. Bird was hurt with his bad back. Um, Parrish was really not the chief anymore. He was kind of just falling at the wayside. McHale broke his foot two years earlier and couldn't walk on it. Um, so you were losing these older stars. Um, and Reggie stepped in and was playing lights out. I still actually have a Reggie Lewis trading card where he's driving by Michael Jordan. Um, it's one of my prized possessions. I'll never get rid of it. Um, but that's, that's my pick. Uh, I know a lot of people won't agree with that. That is okay. Remember, this is all opinions, all subjective. Yep. It's all what I want to say. Not, not what you say. (laughs) All right. Um, here's our first player that is actually still playing the sport of basketball. Yes. At this moment. Yes. Yes. Um, so I was trying, I, when I, I, so I saw you, what you put on your list and I wanted to come up with something different. When I made my list, I wanted to make sure that I wanted different names and I wanted it to make sense. If we were to ever make the new 25 or 24. So I decided who do I think is on pace to possibly be a star and end his career as a star. Nikola Nikola Jokic, Jokic. I'm sorry, I have to say Joker. his name. The Joker from Denver. I mean, he's an MVP already. He's a hell of a passer. Seven footer can shoot it from three. Defender. I mean, if you're looking at potential and potential and like potential that could be a star, he's currently rocking it out for the Denver Nuggets right now. If he continues on this pace. I mean, I can't see why not he wouldn't be on this list. Um, I know it's super early. People will probably be like, 
you know, that's really early for you to really take somebody that's still kind of in his prime. But also remember, if you got if anybody knows how the 50th list was, they picked Shaq and he was only in his fourth year. So I think I think that Jokic has that potential to be a game changer in the NBA. And, you know, if he continues to stay healthy, I, I'm 100% sure that it'll, it'll happen. Yeah. So we're going to keep rocking and rolling. Uh, we're making our way down this list. So we're getting there. Uh, yes. Another big fan of this person. I own this person's jersey. It's part of my jersey collection, which we'll talk about again another day. But, uh, Mary, go ahead and t- uh, let us know who your ninth pick is. The French connection. Um, Yes. In Tony Parker. I loved watching Tony Parker, even though I despise the Spurs because they were winning constantly. Uh, <laughs> um, I but, agree. I hated the Spurs when I was younger. It's just, just he, it's watching paint dry. But then again, I you're know, like, but it was beautiful good basketball. It's actual basketball. It's not this high flying dunking and shooting threes all over the place. Right. Um, Tony Parker was just, you know, a guy who came into the league not really understanding how to play NBA basketball. He was phenomenal in France, and he was at you know playing overseas and doing all this stuff at a very young age because of his father and all that. But man, he comes in and is a stud, and he's at a in San Antonio, like the ninth pick overall. Like I remember who, that draft. Who who wants to go to San Antonio? But he teamed up with the the best player to team up with. Oh yeah, going with Tim Duncan, like, and he was still there with David Robinson too, yep. man. So he 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 was under the wings of some really good players, um, and he transformed. It's awesome to watch what he was like when he first started to where he ended. I was right. so sad that he didn't retire. As a spur, I do believe he did sign a one-day contract and is retired as an official spur. Um, but it did suck to see him go play in Charlotte for yeah. really that half year because he was hurt. Um, mm-hmm. But he's just one of those guys that he did change the game. He he really did open that door up. Like Yao Ming opened up the door to China. You know, there's other international doors open up. Dirk Nowinski and all these other players, Manu mm-hmm. and. You can even say Tim Duncan because he is from the islands. Um, but Tony Parker opened up the door to some French and French players and the European players that maybe that door wasn't going to be opened up as soon. You know, you, you do have Stojakovic and a few other guys that came before him. But Tony Parker really does transcend European basketball as well because he yeah, dominated. He, the- he yeah. He opened French up basketball. a lot of doors for a lot of French players, you know, Nicholas Batum, Rudy Gobert, lesser known players, Michael Pietras. Like, you know, he was. I love guy. Pietras. He was. Right. He he had a motor. That's a name. Yo, if you don't know that name unless you grew up in the 2000s. Yo. Yeah. All right. All right. But let's jump to your next guy. I love him. I think he is going to be a stud. Um, I hate that he's on this team. Uh, because I don't think they're going to do anything more than where they're at. Okay. 
But yeah, so uh, my next pick, my ninth pick of our little draft of the next 25 is Luka Doncic. Uh, you guys know who he is. If you guys watch basketball right now, he is crushing it for the Dallas Mavericks. Um, you know, he was the hire to, to Dirk uh, and along with Porzingis that he's playing with. But, you know, I just think he has the star appeal. Uh, he made a name for himself when he was in the bubble uh, two years ago in 2020. Well, not really two years ago, a year ago. But big fan of Luka Doncic. I, if, as long as his career keeps doing what he's doing, he continues to be that predominant scorer, get a couple accolades here and there. I can see him being one of the fifth, uh, the next 25 greatest out here. Um, I just think right now, like Merritt said, I do in a sense agree with him. I think it's tough with him being on the Mavericks unless he's going to really, you know, change the game and just carry them like the way Dirk did. Well, he but, did car- carry his, um, the Slovenian national team through the Olympics. So, yeah, it's possible. I mean, it is possible, but, you know, and he is still, what, like 21, 22? Yeah, I think he's 22. He's Yeah, he's, he's young. young. So we got plenty of Luka in our lives. He'll probably still be playing by the time the NBA 100 list comes. But never you know. never know. But I, I like I said, with my last couple of picks, it kind of went towards the future. Uh, and so, I stayed in the past. And, and <laughs> Merritt stayed in the past. So... I'm going to jump this guy. Um, we've already talked about him. Grant Hill. Uh, this is the only guy that actually repeated on both our list. Oh, my God. I didn't know that he repeated. Yeah, I, I, I've totally spaced that. I repeated this guy. Oh, my um, gosh. Not gonna... to... All right, hold on. Cool. Grant Hill is on here. Give me a name that's not that anywhere that you see that you would add. That I would add? Yes. Oh, gosh. You know, I think I'll go with a new school player. Um, okay just like you have been going with. Um, and I think, you know what? I don't like him as an NBA player. Okay. He's a pain in the ass and he's a nuisance. Do you want to type it in first and then I'll have a reaction and you just say what it is? Ooh, good idea. I like that. Okay, here we go. So guys, for those listening, he is going to type out his replacement for Grant Hill since he's doubled up. Yeah, I've replaced him. Ah, yeah, I think. Okay, I. All I, right, go ahead. This Talk is going to be a to very me. unpopular choice here, um, with our small audience. But Jimmy Butler, um, he came in very unknown, playing for Marquette, um, going to the Bulls, played with Derrick Rose. That Bulls team with Jimmy Butler, Derrick Rose, Joakim Noah. Um, I think they had Boozer too. I, I think yeah, the, I near think the end of his did. career. Think, yeah, the end of Carlos Boozer. And, and that was those guys were fun to watch. Like he is the defensive SOB that is like 20 times like the upgraded version of Marcus Smart, I guess you could mm-hmm. say, because he actually can score um the basketball. But I think the thing that put him over the edge, in my opinion, was in the bubble how he played. That guy put everything out on that court and yeah. made life hectic and horrible for any Laker player. Um, I Do I think he'll actually make it? No. But I think he's one of those guys that 
made you really realize that there's a defensive individual and an actual athletic person slash scorer in the same individual. Um, so I, I don't like him because he's a pain in the ass, um, <laughs> but I do respect him enough. So, yeah, I think Jimmy, Jimmy Butler with his, with, with his skill. I mean, like we've talked about with other, other players put a ring on him and the perception could definitely change. Yep. Um, we're going to jump into the most controversial NBA player. Um, in right now, right. Probably in the past 25 years. Oh yeah. Uh, easily. He could go down as the most controversial. Um, yeah. I mean, so yes, guys, my 10th pick is Mr. Kyrie Irving. You know, I think right now he is one of those players that he's trying to, like, make a stand and, you know, trying to, you know, stick up for those that, you know, aren't able to stick up for themselves. But, you know, take away all of that. And the man is a basketball machine. He is a dribbling wizard, handles for days. Uh, He played, you know, sidekick to LeBron. He got his ring, he knows how to score the ball, pass the ball, court vision. The Nets would be a completely different team when he finally hits the courts. If. And yes, if, you know, but when they all three of them were on there for 11 games last year, he, you know, he was tearing it up. And I, as a, as a fan of the game, I hope that we get to see him play this year. I know he's, you know, acting like a, you know, he's, he's, he's crazy. He's crazy. He's a guy that thinks the world is flat yeah. and, you know, he's, he, he feels like he doesn't know or have any research on he doesn't do shit. what the vaccine does. And I don't want to get into any of that, but again, you know, I want to keep it basketball related. He's a star. And hopefully when this time sort of passes i hope we get to continue seeing him be a star in this league i personally think he is a phenomenal basketball player i do not agree i do not think he is a top 75 i do not think he's a top 100 um i think clay i would put clay thompson ahead of him kyrie irving has the handles has the athleticism has all of that he has a mouth that just needs, and I know this is a very unpopular opinion. I'm sorry for everyone who listens that would say, oh, blah, 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 blah. Like, I don't agree with what he comes out and says. With the vaccine stuff, all that, I agree. I, I love what he's doing. Throw your message out there. Do what you need to do. What the hell is he doing last year? I'm going to sage everything. Shut up, bro. Like, what? No, I, I think that's the biggest thing for me is this driving factor that he needs to be like either Mr. I'm perfect or Mr. Controversial. There's no in between with him. And I think that's the biggest thing where I sit there and go, I can't like, I own a Kyrie Irving Southwest Jersey. I'm never going to wear it again ever (laughs) in my life. I'm wearing a Ray Allen Jersey to the gym tomorrow. And we all know what Ray Allen did to the Celtics, but I love Ray Allen. So I digress. 
Kyrie is just, he twists things. He changes things. I'm listening to his Instagram. Like, I can't. He rides the coattails of other players. You you noticed it when he came to the Celtics. He could not do it on his own. Or in Hayward, yeah, he proved that he's a hell of a number two and not. Oh a yeah, one. he is not a number one player on a team. I would never build a team around him, ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but we'll continue. I am very shocked that this guy wasn't on the top seventy-five, but also I, I I'm shocked that they didn't put him up higher. On our I list. love this guy, and the fact that you have him on here makes me very happy because. My favorite basketball team to watch when I was younger, I think I mentioned it if you listen to the second podcast, is, you know, I love the Sonics. And I hope we get the Sonics back in the NBA because Seattle deserves it. And the NBA franchise deserves it. (laughs) Yes, and and, and the NBA franchise deserves it. As long as they keep the old school logo, I'm cool with it. Um, Yes, go ahead. Go ahead. Talk about this gentleman. Mr. Rimrocker, Shane Man, John Kemp. This guy was unbelievable. Um, you talk about a guy who could dunk on anybody and everyone. Yes. Um, that came down with just some of this crazy tenacity. Played with the glove, um, and those two. That combination was beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm very shocked that no one in the NBA said it is like oh yeah it's absolutely great. The guy still lives in Seattle. He owns his own dispensary. Like he has made a great name for himself outside the NBA. Really has no connection still. I think that's part of your thing. Is yes, there's players in the top seventy five that are dead. We know that are they played in the forties and the fifties. They're dead. Um, <laughs> but like he doesn't have a lot of connection anymore. And I think that's a, an NBA issue because they took the team away. They got yeah. rid of that team. Um, I think if you bring the Seattle supersonics back, Sean Kemp is the first man in that damn door. He is mm-hmm. going to be like Mr. Number one out there. Like I love watching highlights of him. Just so much fun. So I'll give it to you. Like, give your take on him. Like, what, what do you think? Uh, I mean, you know, he's one of those. So if you, if anybody remembers the nineties, you always had that big power forward. That was like your athletic big man. That was to dunk it or like take it to the lane. You know, it's just like, you can't keep pace with that type of force. Like he was the Zion Williamson before Zion. You know, the dunking, the bigger guy. The better version of Zion. That's not 300 pounds. Essentially, yeah. You know, and then, you know, when he got injured, he gained weight and gained a lot of weight. And then he resulted into a role-playing jump shooter who wasn't the greatest jump shooter. So he couldn't evolve his game with the times, which is unfortunate. But, Mm. I mean, I don't even care. This is our list. I love Sean Kemp. I want to find his jersey so I can add it to my collection. Oh, you can so find that. I will somewhere. 100% add. I will take Sean Kemp any day on this list. I love this guy that you have on your list. I hate that he got injured when he did in the prime of his career, but he has literally rebounded and become 
a force again. Um, so I'll or let you take New York Knicks. Yes. yes. But you know what? He did Jack's. Well, he did. I would say he didn't do Jack's squad against Celtics. He did do a couple good plays, but goddamn, I do yes. love him. I, I love yes. it. So, so, so my second to last pick, my 11th pick is Derek Rose. Um, 2008, you know, just watching him from Memphis go from his freshman year and just single-handedly carrying the Bulls. Um, MVP years, you know, all NBA first teams, all-star game appearances. Then he got hurt like so, so early. I can only, can you imagine if Derrick Rose didn't get hurt with that Chicago Bulls team you mentioned earlier? I personally think they would have a championship right now. Oh, 100%. We would be talking about the Chicago Bulls having seventh and eighth championships because Derrick Rose would have carried them as the hometown kid from Simeon High School. Is it Simeon High School? Mm -hmm. I want to say Simeon High School. But huge fan. I love Derrick Rose. And the fact that it's just really great to see him rebound from, you know, he was, you know, you went from the top of the mountain, top of the food chain, and then you went down. Straight drop. Straight drop to fall of grace. And he has essentially, he's traveled everywhere, Detroit, Minnesota, New York, then to those other teams, and then went back to New York with Coach Tom Thibodeau right now. The fact that he's been able to rebound his career. Now he's he's, he's pretty much... Got like a pseudo starter, pseudo bench guy for the Knicks right now. Yeah. Absolutely crushing it. And it's really great to see. Uh, I hope I would love to see him in an all-star game again, just so we could earn his accolades again. I still but, love the uh, all-star game where he took it so serious. Like everyone else yeah. on the Easter conference comes out and they're like dancing and having a great time. And Derek, oh, yeah, Derek Rose just like, standing there. Oh, that was like, funny. I'm, he was about business and I love it. Yes. You know, I love watching him play. He is so much fun. Um, He's doing great for our Knicks. The freaking nature. Yes. And speaking of Knicks, your last pick. I'll be honest. When I saw this, I was like, I need to know what he's thinking. I, again, because this is our list, I have no problems with it. But I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to let you tell us who this pick is. All right. So let's, let's premise this. You don't have Carl Malone. You do not have guys that are in that power forward, small forward position that are versatile um, without this individual. He is Mr. Nick. And if you do not know who that is, he got kicked out of the Knicks game three years ago because the owner of the Knicks is an a-hole. Yes, but, but fun fact, uh, my parents have actually met this gentleman. He's awesome. I, I think he's phenomenal. I've heard all his interviews. He's a great guy. Um, but Charles Oakley, how do you not put him in the top 75 NBA? How? Like, Does he have any rings? He, I don't know. I, I don't think he does. I think he played on the Knicks teams that were like. Check that. I know he's on the Knicks teams that, of course, got beat by guys like Reggie Miller. He was on the Knicks team that lost to the um, – who did they lose? To? Oh, the, the Rockets with Akeem Olajuwon. Uh, but, The best yeah. part is 
He started his career with Michael Jordan in the Bulls. Yeah. And then he he's evolved to different types of uh, shooting guards. I remember he was with John Starks and the Knicks. Yep. And he was in Toronto getting with Vince Carter. And Marcus Camby. Yeah, shout out to Marcus. Then Camby. he went back to Chicago. Yeah. And then he finished up his career. Oh, my gosh. Reunited with the Wizards with Michael Jordan. Oh, my God. That's oh, beautiful. my God. That's hilarious. Oh, that's beautiful. But, like, he – I love him. I, I think he was just a great player. Um, no, he does not have a ring at all. Um, he left with – left the Chicago Bulls before they got to that premise. Um, mm. Joined the Knicks squad that tried to beat the Bulls but lost to the Bulls because – you know, John Stark de- decided to say something to Michael Jordan. And Michael Jordan said, oh, you're dead. Okay, I got it's you. The worst, it's the worst um, feeling ever. And then, of course, Toronto wasn't in the prime yet at that point to make any type of run. Um, he went back to Chicago, but was there for a year. Um, so he didn't really do much there. And then he went back and, like I mentioned, joined Michael in the Wizards organization, but that was just a dumb move by anybody at that point because the Wizards <laughs> are trash. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I I think Charles Oakley was just fun to watch. He's a power forward that could shoot the three, uh, that could defend multiple positions. Um, and he did change the game in a way. He was one of those hard-hitting players. Um so I'm going to take it to you. This okay. your last one. Yes. I, so this I'm is gonna tough. Pre- I'm going to pretend that I also had a vote in a tie. So there are two guys on here. One that's for people that uh, grew up in the 2000s like myself and Merritt. The other for the new school. So my last picks are Ben Wallace and Trey Young. Uh, ben Wallace, if you guys know him, undrafted, now a Hall of Famer. Yes, muscles for days. You know, everybody knows him. He wore his headband with the afro. And he oh, was a the def- armbands. The, those armbands, bro? Oh, yeah, the armbands on the biceps while playing to show pure intimidation. Um, he was just a pure defender. You know, he was not your score. He knew his role. His role was to defend and get blocks. And Detroit, that 2014 that beat the superstar Lakers squad with Kobe, Shaq, Gary Payton, and Karl Malone. A lot of people forget about that team because the 2004 Pistons said, we're in the house rocking uh, yeah, and got yeah, Larry the Brown a championship. Bros. Yeah, yeah, the, the Wallaces, <laughs> literally. And pretty much... You know, he he was he, he changed the game on, you know, you didn't have to be that seven foot center guy. You could yeah, he be was a what? Smaller. Six, six, eight, nine, six, nine, six, eight, yeah. six, nine. But he was a freak. Yes. He did not score a lot. He was horrible from the foul line. Yep, he sure. probably averaged, what, six points a game that were probably all alley-oop dunks or layups. Yeah, probably. He was a trash guy. He was the, the guy around the rim that picked up the trash. Literally. But he could rebound. And he out-muscled, out-worked anybody. Yeah. If everyone thinks LeBron James is a physical freak, put him next to Ben Wallace. Ben Wallace, I would still say to this day, 
could outbench press still, LeBron he's James. Still a free looking, and he looks and he's old. He That's looks how... like Ildris Elba, in my opinion. I think yeah. Il- he and Ildris Elba <laughs> like swoop. Ildris Elba could play Ben Wallace in like ah, a film yeah, about the bad 100%. boys. In I will. I think your next pick, your final final pick. Um, it's gonna be a little controversy around it. Yeah, I. It's interesting. Um, I like so, him, but I don't I actually like kind of hate him. I actually kind of hate him a lot. I I don't think he reminds me of Reggie Miller. So, but so he, I put he him is in Reggie that, Miller. Yes, he, I I could see him being Reggie Miller 2.0 for my Knicks, and that person is none other than Mr. Trey Young. Um, Trey Young, the man. It's ridiculous that he could just shoot it from three. He really can just shoot it from anywhere and can make it. I just hate how sometimes the media play him up a lot. Just like when he was in college, I'll never forget. You know, they showed his highlights of him losing the game. And they didn't even talk about who they lost to, they, which they lost to us. The yeah, highlight Devon tape was Carter just of him. him down. Yes, there was no mention of that. But again, I digress from being a disgruntled and frustrated West Virginia fan. And um, a New York Knicks fan and who New- watched him just destroy you guys. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that. It still hurts in my heart. I, but, you know, I think I, if he continues to stay healthy and continues to be a scorer, you know, I look at him, he's one of those guys that kids are going to be looking up to because he's not a big guy. He's a fun player that kids want to watch. He could be the second coming of Steph Curry because that's what kids want to do nowadays. It's not about handles, not about, you know, being all acrobatic. It's they want to see how far they can shoot it. They yeah. don't want to. They want to shoot it from like from 50. That's how, you know, I think when you talk about changing the game, that's what Trey Young is doing. Yeah, I would agree to that. Um, I don't think he'll transcend um, like some of those guys in the top 75 truly have. Uh, mm-hmm. They did change the game. I think he will change it. Um, he is a poor man's Steph Curry, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. The poor man's version. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, I don't like him. I think he has definitely become the villain. Um, hundred percent. He's, he is my villain. He is, he is, is the Reggie Miller. every time I see him. He is the Reggie Miller yes. of this generation's basketball. I, and, and I will eventually hopefully gain an appreciation just like I have gained the appreciation and respect for Reggie Miller. But, I think I gained the appreciation for Reggie Miller after he retired because I just didn't have to deal with him. Yeah. Didn't have to deal with him anymore. Um, but reactions That's, to this, what, what do you think? I, I, I personally think we have a pretty damn good list here um, of who should be in the next top area. You know, we got some different, uh, differing opinions on it, but I do believe that, those players we have here could be in that next 25. Yeah. I mean, I, you can make a case for all 26 names that you guys have just heard and what me and Merritt are looking at. I think it's pretty damn solid. I think it, it, it ranks up to if uh, any of our ESPN and analysts that uh, were to look at this, I think they would probably think the same way. Maybe those that have a little bit more vast of a knowledge than me and Merritt would probably see some 
other see some things that they would probably add. So if we talk about anything we've missed, you know, I, I looked over this list and people that maybe I would have like added or wanted to see, or we could, uh, you know, first name that comes to mind is Chris Weber. I think I did. I did think of him, um, you know, Chris I, Weber. I, I, I did think of like, Ooh, you know what? Chris Weber is somebody that we could throw us. I almost threw uh, my last pick, Len Bias. Um, yeah. And the only reason I took him off was because he never played in the NBA. Mm, um, okay. But he's a player that I think changed the game of college basketball, the way he mm-hmm. played, mm-hmm. because he was kind of like an Oakley type player where yeah. he had the size he had the athleticism Mm -hmm. to go up against anybody and of course if anyone if you have not seen the video go look up the len bias video against michael jordan Mm. he makes michael jordan look like a fifth grader and shuts him down so that's crazy Mm -hmm. if len bias comes in do we ever think michael jordan is the best player to ever play do you think of all these like we don't know and we can't speculate because we never got to see him yeah in his prime we never yeah. get to see him do that and there's a couple other players that I, I came to mind a couple of them that you mentioned you know Rashid Wallace oh know, yeah three-point power forward you know those are a lot of early 2000 guys that some people may not think about another person I, I had on my list was Glenn Big Dog Robinson you know when Ooh. he was just like the bruiser small forward number one overall pick you know, I also thought for a little bit more recent for our, our recent generation, somebody like a Draymond Green, you know, people would probably think that like, you know, he was that tweener of like a defender, similar to like the second coming of like a Dennis Rodman. But again, we would be here all night talking about people who could be on this list. And I we've think all been on here for an hour plus. Stop. Really? Wow. Yeah. No way. I'm proud of us. I'm really proud of us because I honestly thought pretty, this could have sure been at least like I, uh, like three hours. No, I th- I'm pretty sure we're at like almost an hour and a half. So with that, I'm going to throw this back over to Kevin. Kevin yes. is going to kick us out of here. Um, everybody, thank you for listening in again. Uh, and we'll catch you next week, I guess. But Kevin, yes. all yours. Here we are, guys. It is late at night on this Tuesday. Thank you so much for listening. If you are listening, uh, make sure you catch us on Apple, The Manly Musings. I'm Kevin. This is Merritt. And we say good night.